0: is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
1: The Democrats in the media have always lied to the American people about issues. Now they create entire fake realities, terrifying situations they put Americans through that aren't real, helping them to do it all, coordinate it all, make it all up, And now we now learn censor and serve as the gatekeeper, our intelligence agencies of the United States of America. But there's always one final volley in the end game. It's the one that always surprises me the most when they've pulled off an incredible lie, a big narrative. And look, folks, we're to the point now there's a new lie for every election, a new big narrative when they've pulled it off, when they've hosed the public. When they've terrified society so much, they get an electoral outcome they want. They admit it. They admit they lied. It's the part that is the most puzzling to me. Why not just leave it alone? Leave it as a big lie in the history books. I don't know, but it's almost like they have to take a victory lap at the end of the thing. Just you know. And my theory is the reason they tell you all these mainstream media liars uh, and their. Intel agency and Democrat party handlers, they'll come out and admit they lied when it doesn't matter anymore, when they've already accomplished whatever goal or aim they set out for. They'll admit they lied. The only reason I can think to do this, and it always happens, is because maybe they figure it demoralizes people like me and you, the ones who saw through the lie from the earliest days, even when all of our friends and family believed it, insisted it was real, when you were afraid to voice at work or even in your own home how obviously fake it was because everyone else believed and they want it's almost as if they want to let us know that they'll get away with it again so don't even fight that can be the only reason possible they'd admit this stuff but they just did the last week it's as if whoever the little man is behind the curtain who operates these lies these narratives has flipped a switch. And they've admitted so many of them were fake. It started last week with the incredible revelation by the Washington Post. Oh, all that Russian disinformation, Russian election influence. We told you the Russians were doing online and with bots. Yeah, that didn't really happen. There was almost none. Oh, and by the way, only a few accounts were affected. Most of them were far right Republicans who were voting for Trump anyway. Whoa. Think of the scope of their coverage, how they terrified half the country into believing there was a coup afoot by Vladimir Putin, that Vladimir Putin had installed his own sleeper cell in the White House. None of it happened. There wasn't even election manipulation. Washington Post admitted it last week. Shocking. Big lie debunked number two. They sent propagandist Leanna Wen. She's a doctor. She was the medical spokes hack. For CNN, she was the one who suggested we might need to jail or imprison people who didn't want to go along with the vaccine or at least bar them from traveling, from getting on a plane or even crossing state lines. A true radical. So it's a big deal that she authored this piece in CNN in which she admitted that fully 90% of COVID deaths during the pandemic weren't. No, hospitals were coding them generously. Oh, yeah. She admits this at CNN.com. So you're practically required to believe. The article, if you want to read it, is called We Are Overcounting COVID Deaths and Hospitalization. That's a Problem, where Ren acknowledged the quote 90% of patients diagnosed with COVID are actually in the hospital for some other illness. Folks, that's a bombshell. You know why? If 90% of the deaths were essentially fake, was there even a pandemic? I don't think we meet the threshold for a pandemic. And that means we never had to lock anything down. Those 96,000, according to Forbes, businesses whose doors permanently closed because of the lockdown were destroyed, not by a virus, but by a lie about a virus. CNN ran those death figures over and over and over and over on a loop. They terrified the public. And look, it'd be one thing if there was no way to know these deaths were fake back then as if CNN was just discovering it. But I was put in Facebook jail for linking to the CDC's own coding guidelines, which changed the way we medically code deaths in a way we'd never done it before. Now, if it was a secondary cause or if you just had COVID, but you died of stage four cancer or an auto wreck, if you got a positive COVID test, you were to list it as a COVID death. The one piece we never had was what percentage were fake. We knew it was at least 50. Because remember, the governor of New York, the Democrat, Kathy Hochul, as soon as she took office, called around to the hospitals and asked them, hey, what percentage of COVID deaths aren't? And it was 50. And she told everyone, because that was because New York uh, was in controversy at the time for having such a high death rate. And so she just wanted to knock it down, and she did. By just basically saying tell the truth. Stop lying. We never had the figure before. We do now. 90% were fake. Can you imagine if this had been put out there during COVID? We could have returned kids to schools. Tens of thousands of businesses. Their doors would still be open. We wouldn't have had to print trillions of dollars of debt that are causing uh, inflation right now. I mean, uh, folks, but... They lied, and this shows CNN knew it the whole damn time. That's psychopathic, but it was only one of the lies they admitted to this week. Here's big lie number three, and think about it. If you're a rational person, okay, and 51 heads of the FBI, CIA, NSA, Department of Homeland Security their directors, their past directors, their deputy directors, all signed a letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop's fake, it's Russian disinformation. A rational person says, come on, that many people, they wouldn't lie. It's got to be fake. There's no way there could be a conspiracy that big. There was. Remember, this letter was used to silence the New York Post, to take the New York Post's social media accounts that they depend on for circulation to take them down to take them away in the case of Twitter. This letter was used to take Kaylee McEnany's Twitter account, spokesperson for Donald Trump, the president. It was used to censor his own account on Twitter, and it was a lie, and this was in the middle of a presidential election. Well, it turns out that former deputy director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, Douglas Wise, one of the people who signed the Lion letter admitted knowing the Hunter Biden laptop was real and lying anyway. He said, yeah, we all knew most of the stuff on that laptop's probably true. We just uh, figured that the Russians would include some true stuff, mostly true stuff on the laptop, you know, to, 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 to sell it. Well, that's not what your letter said. Your letter said to disregard it because it had the classic hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And you guys stood by as people were silenced over what you knew damn well was the truth. Folks, the level of corruption he just admitted to. I mean, this basically means that all of the living former heads of our intelligence, defense, and homeland security agencies are profoundly corrupt. These are bombshells for him to casually admit this. And it's still so toxic, he couldn't even do it in this country. He had to do it in Australia. All these admissions, all in one week. Our biggest narratives used to control election outcomes and the population, COVID, Russian disinformation, Hunter Biden laptop isn't real, all admitted to be faked by the people who did them in one week.
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Thanks to the Twitter files, we're learning it was so much worse than they just lied. We're learning the FBI, no less than the FBI, acted as the gatekeeper for censorship requests from nearly every agency. What did all that add up to? Total control of the debate. We're near total control of the debate in the last two presidential elections. We don't have free elections anymore, folks. Nobody has laid it out better than David Sachs. He's a co-founder of PayPal. He co-founded it along with Elon Musk. Musk brought him on to examine some of what the FBI was doing in the last two elections at Twitter and thus presumably at the other 14 platforms. What he had to say is jaw dropping
2: one of the things that we've learned from the twitter files is that the fbi had a special tool for communicating with twitter and presumably other big tech companies and providing them with secret instructions so the way it worked is it's called teleport and so these documents would then be on teleport and then they would disappear after 10 days or whatever it was and they couldn't be um Photographed or what have you, screenshotted through this tool. It shows the way that our government prefers to operate, which is in secrecy.
1: Yeah, that's also illegal. As a reporter, I used FOIA dozens of times. They are required to preserve any communications that they have. That is a straight up criminal violation of FOIA law. Never mind an illegal violation of the First Amendment. David Sachs continued
2: what what basis is there for the fbi first of all to even be engaged in censorship on social yes. media at the extent they were one of the big revelations of the twitter file is that the fbi had something like 80 agents flagging posts on social media to be taken down quite extraordinary a lot of those posts were just completely harmless there were people making jokes and so forth uh fbi didn't really approach this with much of a sense of humor
1: i never forget. Who did the FBI censor for or handle their censorship requests? The CDC. The same liars who were now learning <laughs> inflated the COVID deaths by 90%. You literally were not allowed to know that you weren't actually living through a terrifying pandemic. He continues.
2: But, you know, the larger point is just you had this large scale operation of the FBI um, demanding that posts being taken down. They were acting as a conduit for other similar requests coming from many other parts of our government, the so-called intelligence community, the CIA, Department of Homeland Security, and on and on it went. They were, in the words of the FBI Bureau San Francisco field office chief, they were the belly button for the U.S. Uh, federal government, meaning they were the centralized conduit through which all these censorship requests were made as well as surveillance requests. I mean, they were surveilling, uh, you know, American social media postings on a large scale. Now, my understanding of what the FBI is supposed to do is investigate crimes, right, investigate crimes. So what is the crime that they were investigating here? What is the um, criminal activity they were trying to stop by engaging in censorship of the free speech rights of ordinary Americans? This has never been explained.
1: And then the most shocking part of all, listen to how PayPal co-founder David Sachs describes what the FBI was doing. They weren't requesting censorship. They were giving instructions for censorship. This is the question we have to answer. Why does social media answer to our intelligence agencies? What's the source of power there on the part of the intelligence agencies?
2: And then you add to it the fact that the instructions they were providing to Twitter via the so-called teleport were secret disappearing instructions. Why isn't that a matter of public record? If the government is instructing social media to engage in censorship, first of all, that's a violation of the First Amendment. Second of all, it's even worse if they're not being transparent about what's happening. We have a right as citizens of this country to know what our government is doing. And for them to be engaging in this sort of, um, you know, magic trick where, you know, the instructions they're giving are disappearing, it's it's almost like the cover-up part of this crime.
1: Oh, and speaking of crime, the other big breaking news this morning. Folks, this is truly shocking. From the Wall Street Journal, the Justice Department declined to use the FBI for the Biden document search they instead decided they'd just let Biden pay some attorney a lot of money and let Biden's attorneys go do the search for them with no law enforcement accompaniment. Think about that. Contrast that with the raid on Mar-a-Lago. SWAT teams, FBI agents dressed all in black with AR-style weapons as if Trump was a danger. But when Biden commits a worse crime, crime because he didn't have the authority to declassify or move documents the executive does it's oh hey would you allow fbi okay you don't want fbi agents Then you can just go send your attorney it's shocking here's representative michael walls talking about what's so shocking about it including that biden's attorneys don't even have the classified security clearances to allow them to see these documents what about this report, Congressman, that the DOJ thought about having FBI agents oversee the document search, but then decided against it? Why? <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, I guess in, in the Democrats world, we're supposed to just accept the word of uh, Biden's personal attorney. So the, You know, the left is making much of, well, it was only 20 documents. Well, how do we know that? I guess we have to take that of face value now. Uh, and the, the White House was too nervous to have a federal agent at least alongside the attorneys uh, because, remember, anything else they see uh, that could be construed as criminal activity as they're looking for these top-secret documents while the attorneys have no clearances uh, at all. Uh, but anything that the Bureau uh, sees could also be uh, constituted as a potential crime. So they decided not to have them there at all, and, and the rest of the, the world— and and Americans have to just take Biden's attorneys at face value. All while the same people had Trump raided on international television. Um, and think about this: they always knew Trump had these documents. Okay, he was constantly going back and forth with them. Everybody knew where they were and what they were. How did Biden have top secret documents, folks? There are logs for those documents. He had them for six years. Nobody cared. If you doubted it before, you can't now. We truly have a dual justice system. If you're a narrative supporter, if you go along with the big lie, if you're useful, you get one standard of justice. If you push back at all, you get a second. And it is pretty devastating.